Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. What were some of the values that your parents instilled in you that made you want to work to improve people's lives? Because, you know, let's just be real. If someone sees that something can go viral and it can be profitable, they're just looking at, okay, I want to do more of that. I don't care if they're wasting their time. Uh, I don't know if you, uh, the, the bird, uh, the flappy birds that was virally successful a long time ago. And when they had interviewed the gentleman who was very private and he talked about how it scared him and he didn't want to have a game that was ruining people's lives where my, you know, most people are reading it like, dude, you're making money. Who cares? But he was looking at it like, I don't just want people mindlessly wasting their time. I made this as something that I wanted it to be fun, but people are really, really addicted to this game. What are your, what, for yourself, what were some of the values that were instilled in you that made you think, hey, m- money's not just the driver for me? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, a majority of that goes back to, you know, me being raised uh, in a Christian household and going to church every Sunday, going on mission trips and stuff like that, seeing the world um, for what it is and, um, you know, helping people on those mission trips, that really kind of aligned my, my vision as a person into, you know, caring about people um, and wanting to help people. Um, so you were getting out of the country at a young age? Correct. Or was, that, or was that domestic? That was international? It was both. Uh, I went on a mission trip every year from when I was in middle school all the way through the end of high school. Wow. And so what, what were some of the impressions that made upon you when you talk about, like, what, what nations did you see or what, what was really hitting you, even cities? What was hitting you about people that you were saying, hey, people have uh, actual you know, needs that need to be met more than just kind of wants. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we went all over the place from, you know, right here in our backyard in Atlanta, where I was raised, uh, to Panama, uh, the country and, uh, you know, Canada, we went all over the place and like everywhere you go, even in your own backyard, you see that like people are hurting, people are in these bad situations, people need help. And, you know, when you're there, um, experiencing it and doing things to help them and like you know having a great time and like fellowshipping together like that's that that's when I feel the best right it was when I'm helping people when I'm doing stuff like that so I think naturally it wasn't like a conscious decision in my brain but like naturally I'm just like driven in that way if that makes sense yes so Um, you see so you saw you you, I love the fact that you were able to make connections so you saw the humanity, like the frailty of humanity in different environments. And you were like, dude, I'm not just going to be about getting it for me, but I'm actually going to make an impact because you saw people's brokenness and it had an impact on you as a kid to, to, to. So, okay. Talk about, uh, when you talk about, uh, you got, uh, it was it ho- uh, hopper. What was the one you, the, your first app? What was it called? Rush up. Rush up. Rush up. I was going to say hop up, but it was rush up, rush up. And then you have grid. And then what was next? Wordle. Wordle. Okay. You got, you got there. Let's, let's talk about Wordle. <laughs> yeah. Sure that, I, I'm sure that's not a uh, unfamiliar, you know, if, and if it is unfamiliar people, as soon as they do a search, we'll figure out why Wordle 
you know, cracks the smile because it's it's at the forefront of a lot of people's mind. My wife included is a is a huge Wordle um, consumer. So go ahead. Awesome. Um, yeah. So after Grid success, the success with Grid, you know, <clears throat> I was like, all right, let me do it again. And <clears throat> I kind of tried to build a similar sort of game, like a puzzle game that would challenge people's brains because I saw that that works so well with Grid. And then. Um, I was like, okay, a word game would be, would be cool. You know, they're, they're quick to play. So you have a lot of opportunities to like um, get playthroughs and, and, you know, people hopefully challenge themselves uh, mentally, but like also I brought in the leaderboard aspect again, um, where I try to make it very competitive. So why was the leaderboard so important to you to have that in there back in the day? Like, I don't know what it was, but back in the day, every app, every game had a leaderboard and like, it was well, at least with my friends, like in high school, I saw like people were like, oh, number one in the world in this app. And I was, that was like such a big thing back. I don't think it is very much now. Like people don't care as much. Um, a lot of parents seem to, because what my, uh, you know, I'm an adult obviously. And my parents, I hear them doing little, you know, fitness ones or different things. They have different puzzle games and they'll say, look, I'm number one. And so I think it's, it's, yeah, I would love to hear why that was important because I know in our era, uh, I'm, you know, I was born in 77 and when we were in the arcades, it was important. You'd get mad if somebody beat your score, you put your little three initials on there and you come back and, you know, somebody knocked you off. That was important. So. Well, it wasn't, it, yeah, it was, it gave competitiveness, like at the home screen of every app, I would have the leaderboard button, right? So you click on that and then see what all the top scores were. And like that drove competition in the apps and made people want to play longer and like get the higher score, which was, you know, ultimately good for me. Um, but also I use the leaderboards as like a marketing ploy, right? Like uh, if you can beat the number one score, I'll, you know, I I'd, I'd have these tweets out live. If you can beat the number one score, I'll Venmo you or PayPal you a hundred bucks right now. Like just send me proof. But like no one's going to beat the score, right? Because these scores have been up there for like months and months and months. But it was great for marketing. Um, so, yeah, I think. So then uh, who, when, with Wordle, Wordle starts to tell us about Wordle versus Grid and, and the kind of the jump. And then I want to kind of go back to when you started to earn money and you're in high school. What does a young person do who's earning more than a lot of adults at that point? Nothing smart. I'll tell you that much. Um, but yeah, so I think uh, to wrap up the world, like I built the game and, you know, it did fairly well. Uh, didn't do as well as Grid. So I kind of, got, I was like, um, I was, uh, you know, not motivated. I, I moved my focus back to Grid um, when I started doing less well, because, you know, I was juggling a bunch of things and couldn't focus on everything. So ultimately I let Wordle kind of, you know, die out i stopped promoting it and it just sat in my app store account for like the last six years until recently when it just blew up um which was insane um but yeah in high school uh making that money you know i wish i could have i wish i could tell you right now that i reinvested all of it back into promoting grid i didn't that, that, and that's what i would have thought i would have thought that you know and, but obviously you're 16 so that's another thing as well that's the factor that you don't take into but I would think that, oh, he's going to take it and he's going to say, all right, rinse and repeat. Let's build grid out more. No, one of the biggest, that's honestly one of the biggest regrets of my life. Thinking back on it, like uh, not doing that, um, you know, because I put my, I essentially, I had three grand straight saved up when I started promoting grid and I spent it all on Twitter marketing, right? Wow. And it, 
blew up the app and I got like 50,000 downloads in like a day or whatever. And it, that was my marketing. What do you mean? So back in the day, there used to be a bunch of parody accounts on Twitter, you know, like funny meme accounts or whatever. And the engagement on these accounts, they had millions of followers. The engagement was insane. That's and if, so because I was using Twitter, for, I had been using Twitter for so long, you know, promoting my websites, promoting the articles and stuff like that. I was tapped into this network and I had a network of like hundreds of people who all ran these massive Twitter accounts with millions of followers. So what you could do is you could buy an ad spot on these Twitter accounts. You DM the person be like, Hey, do you have ad spots open for today? And they'd slot you in for a day. Right. And you would uh, get retweeted by their whole network. So like I'd, I'd pay for an ad spot on one Twitter account that let's say had a million followers but their network of other Twitter accounts um, also had a bunch of followers and they would cross promote each other's tweets. Wow. So it was insane. So I bought ad spots um, from a couple of my contacts and I was just tapped into that whole network of hundreds of massive Twitter accounts. And um, you know, I pay, I did it all in one day because uh, I did it all at once because if you skyrocket your app to like, high up in the app store charts that will give you uh downloads as well. And like your trending searches and stuff like that. So, so there was a science to like when the momentum is you needed, a, you need a specific amount of momentum and a acceleration at a point. You didn't want to spread it out. You, you bet all of it on that time because, because you knew that. So you knew that each one had networks within networks and that it was going to be exponential. hundred percent. I was tapped in and, you know, I had built up in, I had built up this network of mine and like, I knew that this would, this would do well because I was connected with the best people, um, which was a blessing. And uh, yeah, it worked and I was blown away and I blew all the money. <laughs> I didn't put it back into the, the game kept making me money, right? The game kept making me money, but I just like, I don't know. I don't know what was going on. I was like doing a bunch of things. I was in school. I was playing soccer. So how did your parents convince you to not drop out of school when you were already earning a significant amount? I mean, it's not like you weren't, you, you know, you didn't make a billion dollars, but still for someone who, cause I don't know, you, you, you would say that you came from what a middle-class family. Um, middle upper-class family. I was what I, you know, I, I had a, such a blessed, uh, upbringing. Um, yeah. Okay. So, but with that being said, you, you see that it's, you know, you're, you're like, you know, a lot of adults work for this and they might get this in two months. Right. Uh, what, how did they convince you to stay in the school, stay in school? Um, you know, or was it you that convinced you? Did you want to say like, I don't, I don't know if this is really going to be all me or I'm, I'm going to stay in this. I wish I could tell you the exact reason I, I don't, there's no way they would have let me drop out. First of all, like <laughs> my mom would have gone ballistic. So, you know, okay. Uh, but also too, like I was a social guy. Yes. I enjoyed going to school, seeing my friends and like, you know, school wasn't hard for me. I just didn't like it. You know what I mean? So like I, I could coast through school and get C's and B's like, you know what I mean? Like I could not mentally not show up and like do my own thing. But yeah, I think ultimately like the social aspect and I, I hold true to this to this day, like the social aspect of school is much more valuable than, you know, what I learned in class. Um, that's just a me thing. I'm not sure. So then what, when you were, so then it's, so you start seeing success with the app and you're making money it. And I, then I want to get to, I want to talk about the things that inspire you, but when you were, uh, start making money and that, did that change your relationship 
with those who were in the know, because everybody's not on, you know, apps and whatnot, but those that were in the know, did it change your relationship with people or were people just like, man, I'm excited about this for you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to ceoofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.